0: welcome to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com i'm your host mike caspar in the weeds follows groundskeeper Dwayne lee johnson and his fight for justice against monsanto now Bayer, which is another whole story, Johnson's case was the first to go to trial in a series of lawsuits involving tens of thousands of plaintiffs claiming Monsanto's weed killer Roundup or its industrial counterpart, Ranger Pro, contributed to his cancer or their cancer. The film follows the groundbreaking trial while also stepping back to consider the systemic effects the world's most widely used herbicide. It is powerful. It is humanizing in the sense of understanding the impact that this herbicide is having not only on Dwayne Lee Johnson, but on so many people and the backstory behind how it became legal to use Roundup. Amazing film. Again, into the weeds, and we're joined today by the director, once again, friend of the show, Jennifer Beishwald. Jennifer, welcome back to Film School Radio.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be back. And and even with all the things that are going on with the strikes, we're, we're just in the middle of, of the Toronto International Film Festival. I saw a beautiful film by Deepa Mehta called I Am Surat last night, and uh, we EP'd a film called Swan Song that was in the festival. So um, okay. film, film is continuing, let's put it that way.
0: It has been in the ether it has been in, of the world that monsanto is a a company whose reputation is not very good for a lot of reasons and and roundup has been floating around as a problem for a long time but this is the first time i've seen or heard about a trial where where it was where roundup was on trial how did you get to know Dwayne lee johnson what put you onto this
1: well As you pointed out before, this film is a little different than some of the films that we've done in the past that are a bit more sort of meditative and experiential, um, still on environmental themes, but more in the sense of let's go to places that you're responsible for but would never normally see and, and let you experience them and come to your own conclusions. And this one was... We were actually at uh, the Sundance Film Festival with Anthropocene: The Human Epoch, and uh, we were uh, we had some people there who were supporting us, um, and among them was uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I know is now running for the Democratic. Uh, nomination and, and also during COVID sort of, lo- I think probably lost a number of people with his vaccine ideas, but has been a, uh, a stalwart environmentalist for over 40 years. And we know him through the Waterkeeper Alliance because I'm on the board of Waterkeeper here in Ontario and we've done pro bono work for them for many years. And so we've known him and asked him to come and he, I asked him what he was working on. He said, I'm working on these trials. And I said, well, who's documenting them? And this was just at the very beginning because it was, it was uh, and he said, nobody's documenting it. And I said, oh, and Nick, my husband, who is my, you know, we've been making films together for 30 years, he was just like, stop, don't. But I said, how could we not tell this story? The 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 whole GM issue, if you look at the checkered history of Monsanto and corporate malfeasance and corporate influence over government, you know, regulatory bodies over the years, there's been lots of tackling of that. But with something so specific as a weed killer, I said, I can't not do it. And so Bobby was very generous to introduce us to the executive of the multi-district litigation which were the other lawyers and they agreed to work with us and then i met lee and lee was at first really reluctant to get involved he said you know i'm i'm sick i'm in treatment i'm i want to spend time with my family i'm a, a reluctant activist i know i have to do some of this stuff and i just said lee there's no question to me that out of all the people I have met who have been injured that you are the one to tell this story if you can possibly manage it and so we just built this relationship of mutual trust and learned his story but then like like in all of our films there's a constant toggling back and forth between the extremely particular and then the bigger picture right and and the bigger picture is is that glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, and Ranger Pro, which is the, the sort of industrial formulation, is the world's most widely used herbicide. It's used everywhere. It's not just used in agriculture. It's it's sprayed on forest plantations. It's sprayed on hydro lines, on rail lines. It's sprayed on parks, golf courses, playgrounds, uh, school grounds, baseball diamonds, by the side of the highway it's everywhere. It's even sprayed on beaches to keep weeds from growing in sand. And when you think about that systemic use, it it means that over 80% of people in the United States have traces of glyphosate in their urine. And the kind of food that we eat every day, like the Cheerios that I gave my kids when they were babies on their stroller, you know, table as a snack, Cheerios has traces of glyphosate in it. So if this is a, a giant human experiment to see, you know what it does to the health of the population, it's a pretty frightening one. But the the bigger picture is also that it has enormous impact on biodiversity because glyphosate in agriculture is meant to be used with genetically modified seeds that are modified so that they are resistant to glyphosate. So if you spray it, Everything will die except the seed that is uh, that grows into the plant that is resistant to glyphosate. But what that means is that the birds, the insects, the soil, the microorganisms, the animals, everything that is part of the ecosystem is adversely affected. So that's the bigger picture because we all know that we're in trouble regarding biodiversity. And at the biodiversity co op last December, Many countries in the world pledge to protect 50% of the world's biodiversity by 2030. I have no idea how we're going to do it unless we become much stricter about the way chemicals and pesticides are used so freely, globally, and in the United States.
0: And I want to zero in on what you just described a little more in the sense that Monsanto has been, and other major chemical companies have been about zeroing in on the market in a way that, just as you described, they are not only providing you with the herbicide to address these issues around weeds and other things, but they're creating the seed stock in laboratories to make it so that it is, just as you said, resistant to this one particular um, chemical depending on your point of view, I mean, that's kind of the perfect Frankenstein, right? It's from a business point of view, right? It's you've created your own market, and now you're servicing that market for the rest of the time. But it goes to monoculture, it goes to so many others. What and if this thing does go off the rails, if somehow, some way we realize down the road that we have screwed ourselves because we've been using this for so long, then it's a nightmare. It's an ecological disaster on an epic scale.
1: Well, and a human health disaster because yep. of the fact that we are all exposed. We're There, there is no control group um, to do an experiment because we're all exposed to glyphosate. That's one thing. And the, the, the second thing is it's a philosophical question about can you patent seeds that people have been using? You know, people used to have their crops, save seeds, do the next year. Those are terminator seeds, which means that they'll only be used for one season. You have to buy them again. It's about a kind of private ownership of what most of us think of as the commons, as things that belong to the commons. And that in itself, I find absolutely shocking. But it's also that, you know, glyphosate is an antibiotic. So there's these systemic effects that happen when you start to sterilize environments. um, And that's the environment of gut microbiota. You know, I didn't realize that, that bees have guts and glyphosate kills the microbiota in their guts that helps them as adolescents to digest pollen so that they can grow to become worker bees. So the effect on insect populations, the effect on microbiota in soil, which is, you know, what we need. We need soil to be healthy, to grow healthy food but it's not healthy if it's sterile in that way there's that and then the animals that try to go through the forest after these plantations also monocultures have been sprayed um they go there's nothing there it's 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 like a desert i mean there's no you don't hear birds you don't hear insects you don't you don't see the animals they all go away because there's nothing left and the other thing i have to, i just there's sorry i'm just it's enraging but there's two things in the early 2000s Monsanto started to market glyphosate as a desiccant for crops before harvest. So that's, you know, when it's raining in the fall and you've got to bring in your crop, but it's damp and that means it will get moldy. And so you wait for the sunny days, enough sunny days, so it dries out evenly. Well, if you just spray it with glyphosate, it will dry out evenly. But it was the first time that it started to be sprayed directly on food. And what ended up happening, and this is one of those things that is still in the mix in terms of research. It can't be admitted in court yet because it doesn't have enough peer-reviewed studies. And and there's been lots of new studies done on the effects of glyphosate on microbiota. But that was also at a time when celiac disease, gluten intolerance, Crohn's, irritable bowel, all of these gut microbiome problems in humans also spiked. (laughs) And so the interesting thing is, is there I mean, of course, I believe that there's a connection between these two things, but I'm waiting for the science that in itself is is terrifying. But the other thing that that we are called to action in the film, when we when people come to the theater, because it is this kind of event release across the country. And I'm very glad that it is that because let's mention the date. October 3rd October 3rd fathom events there there are over 640 theaters across the country that are going to show the film and what what makes me glad about that i mean even though i'm kind of terrified that we're showing in so many theaters and i hope people go it's people all over the country who are affected and who are impacted by this issue not just people in major urban centers it's everybody it's people who live on farms it's people who live in you know rural texas what I know is that there's often this, when you leave films like this, a kind of you're either depressed or angry and you don't know what to do. There's a whole 20-minute post-roll that we've edited of testimonials from farmers, from Indigenous activists, from activists talking about what you can do. And one of those things is, and it's Senator Cory Booker who is making this plea, there is a bill that uh, chemical companies are lobbying to get passed that would preempt state and local pesticide regulation across the country. So it would mean that the only pesticide regulation that could exist would be federal, right? So that means that states can't say, you know, the federal, you know, the EPA says it's okay, but we don't trust that we're going to ban or restrict the use of glyphosate here in our state. You wouldn't be allowed to do that anymore. There would be no mass tort. So there would be no tort laws. So if somebody like Mr. Johnson was injured and tried to take that company to court, which is really the only recourse that ordinary people have against giant multinationals, he wouldn't be able to do it. So the the insidiousness of corporate influence on the Regulatory agencies of government that are meant to police these chemical companies is frightening. When when you learn about the Monsanto papers in the film and the kind of evidence of malfeasance, of ghostwriting, of intimidation, of um, trying to discredit independent studies, it's terrifying.
0: I mean, the other thing is I remember about Monsanto's behavior before, in addition to all the things you were talking about, was that they would sue Farmers, if their seed blew onto their property, literally naturally blew across onto someone else's property, they would sue them. This oh. and and I mean, it feels like, and it's a fool's errand. It's dangerous. It's psychotic to try and patent, to try and to try and commodify nature. Because that's what this is about. What they're trying, to, other companies as well, are trying to commodify everything you mentioned as the commons, and I completely agree. But it's it's the natural world that they are, I seem hell bent to try and limit the amount of seed stocks. You're right. All the things you said. These are this is a serious serious thing that is going on. And one last thing, and that is, and I it, this is just sort of fundamental and basic to all of this is in this country we have somehow some way decided that corporations are people, which is which is absolutely horrifying and t- wrong, and and also the other part of that episode in American judicial history is that the whole premise, the whole precedent is based on a lie. That decision that they based this idea of corporate personhood on did was not ruled that way. It actually was only through an interpretation by one of the law clerks that it became this precedent that we now live under. So there's so many things about this that are just completely wrong.
1: Well and and that you know the, it's money damages only. That's one of the limitations of torts as a as as a tool of justice is that you're you're suing companies that have millions and millions of dollars. when the International Association for Research on cancer declared uh, glyphosate a probable human carcinogen in 2018, they Monsanto had a, a public affairs budget in the millions of dollars to fight that ruling, to discredit the organization. Of course, IARC is part of the World Health Organization. It was totally independent study. There were no, I mean, everybody who was part of that study was carefully vetted for any kind of conflict of interest because they wanted to make sure that what they were coming up with was the truth. There is still such a thing as the truth and they got nailed for it. And so, people can act there you know there, there's a very interesting study by Erica Chenoweth that talks about how it really only takes 3.5% of the population engaged in active nonviolent protest to change things and she did a whole history a study looking at at, at movements over time 3.5% nonviolent protest so
0: i mean surely we can come up with that just want to let people know that the film is called Into the Weeds. And you can go to intotheweeds.com to find it and find out about it and how you can be a part of what Jennifer is talking about. And that's also that October 3rd event here in the United States and is it also in Canada as well as theaters
1: it's in the United States and in Canada it's already um on on other outlets but it's it's into the weedsimpact.com and also fathom event so if you go to the fathom if you say fathom into the weeds and that's your search you will get a drop down menu you put the place where you live it will tell you the theaters that that are there in that place and you can buy tickets online i really hope that people come and that they get activated with our call to action and that we can move the needle a little bit.
0: Yeah yeah, and okay, and among the you mentioned Senator Cory Booker, Carrie Gilliam, as well as Margaret Atwood um, are going to be part of the program and yourself as well. and into the weedsimpact.com and there, it's right there. you can find it October 3rd special screening 600 plus theaters across the U.S. We've sort of left behind the story, but the story is so compelling. Dwayne Lee Johnson, his story, it traces the trial. It traces all of the things you're talking about, the reaction on the part of Monsanto, the reaction, the pressure that was put on people who were trying to tell the truth that these different agencies and and these different scientists who are about telling the truth about this. I mean, so many things you said are bear another 45-minute conversation because- the this things about peanut allergies and that sort of came out of nowhere in my lifetime, just from nowhere. I grew up on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now with mean, all the things you mentioned, all these different reactions that people are having to to foods.
1: Which is because the chemical load in our in in our environment is growing and growing and growing. I will say one last thing, which is that, you know, this is not a polemic. This isn't a film that throws around accusations. Every single claim made in the film was backed up by evidence that was introduced in court or evidence that we had to give to our lawyers. I mean, it was like doing a PhD, um, (laughs) basically, with all of these citations, because we can't get insurance. We can't be irresponsible about the story that we tell. So we stand by everything that is in the film, and it's shocking. So and people are being injured as well as many other species around the world so it's time for us all to get together and act
0: we we are undermining the planet's ability to sustain our life the planet will survive it's not not going it's not going anywhere we may be and keep in mind there was a whole bunch of creatures who were here for a long long time and they're not here anymore either so I I love your work. I I really, truly, Jennifer, I'm a big fan manufactured landscapes. In fact, you came on very early in my little journey here on on this radio show and um, forever grateful, Anthropocene, The Human Epoch, uh, and so many other films that you've been a part of. And uh, congratulations on this one as well, anytime. And um, I look forward to more. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care.